This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is December 7th, 2020. We're recording on a Monday night, Luke. This is a little bit different for us. We're, um, for, I'm just going to say it, you know. We're we're a, a, a week out from preseason, Jonathan. Yep. Is that that we're a week out from that? Then at that point, what, we're, we're roughly like another week, week and a half out from regular season starting. I mean, we're, we're getting close. I can taste it. I can absolutely taste it. They released the first half of the schedule. They, they're in, they're in training camp, like they're doing workouts and there's a lot of exciting stuff for magic fans that, that are fans of the young core that is being built in Orlando. And, uh, I know we're just kind of jumping right into it, man, but that's, that's the stuff that just feels like every day we're getting new quotes on players and how that, you know, oh, today was their best day. And, um, you know, guys look really good, excited to play with him. It just seems like team chemistry might be coming together for Orlando um, in terms of the younger guys, you know, pairing up with guys like uh, like T. Ross. There was something today um, where Vooch, you know, went over to Cole Anthony today after and just said, like, see, like you're you're getting it. You're getting a hang of it almost as like that's what the gesture was. And so. There's there's a lot to be excited about I think in even in light of kind of what this season might be for the Magic. Um if anything man it's going to be building team chemistry, maybe getting away from players that they should have should get rid of and get away from and just start to really give those young guys meaningful reps um and be competitive, you know, trying to just get into the playoffs with those guys. I think that, that those reps will be um worth a lot more than than people really understand. So I'm excited. Well, you mentioned um, you mentioned you know like today um, after the the practice that they had in um, Clifford's uh, like post practice media session, he mentioned that this today like by far was Cole's best practice. Now, I mean, this is like what like the third or fourth practice, so like I don't really think we can read like too much into that. But it is encouraging to see that already he's making progress. You know, everyone's just kind of been like not. Nah, overly positive but like super positive about you know both Ch- uh, Chuma and, and Cole um, so far so that's always good to see um, it, it's kind of funny Luke um, like when you when you listen and, and you watch specifically these like post-practice you know sessions with Cliff and um, you know he, he's talking the other day about bringing Cole and Chuma especially like bringing them along like slowly because it's such a big leap from, you know, the college game to the NBA. And I feel like so many people are, like, reading into that, like, the, oh, these guys just aren't going to play now because mm-hmm. he's out here saying he's going to bring them along slowly. Listening to that and watching that video, I didn't get that impression from Cliff at all. Like, I literally felt like he, he's, it's going to take a while for these guys to adjust. So, and then uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before, and today he's continuing to mention playing – Kem and Vooch together at like the four or five. Today he even mentioned playing Aaron, Kem, and Vooch together at the <laughs> same time. If that happens, I promise you I will throw up. Yeah. Well, so there is a development there with Kem, right? So uh, I, in this instance, you put Kem at the four. Um, and Kem, there's been, you know, talks that no thanks. he's been trying to He's been trying to extend extend that range a little bit. We've been saying that about Aaron Gordon for six years. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. But listen, listen. I, I've seen I've seen the footage. All right. And mm. uh, you know, I'm just saying maybe that is part before of why he becomes comfortable playing Kelly Stein. Before the draft, I saw Willie Cauley Stein knocking down some threes. So, well, listen. There, there saying. is. You know, it is true that a lot of people get thrown off by these off season videos. I've some, you know. Knicks fan friends that all they do is send me, you know, player workout videos and they talk to each other about how good they look. I'm like, oh, Frank Miller no locking down threes. Yeah, you know, he's he's ready to rock and roll. <laughs> like, come on now, what are we talking about? Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I that that would be gross if we had a. Well, first of all, anything that has AG on our roster kind of puts me off at this point. I'm just ready to move on. You, you and Josh um, Robbins, apparently. Oh, 
boy. I have, Man, for those of you I, that don't have a, an, a subscription to The Athletic, do yourself a favor. I'm not going to get too into the weeds here, um, but just, just mm-hmm. I, I just want to read a couple of lines from the, from the piece from Josh Robbins as it pertains to two individuals specifically. And I, I think um, like Magic Twitter was just like standing up and giving Josh like a standing ovation today. So this this is about uh, Evan Fournier. Is he even a winning player? His defense plummeted last season. He does not pass enough to teammates and often hinders the team's ball movement. I'm sure there are plenty of people that would agree with that. I, this I really wanted to read this from Aaron Gordon. Um, let's see. Where is it? A deficiency only becomes a weakness if the player misjudges his own skills and thinks he's better than he actually is. I'm going <laughs> to leave it there. Luke, thoughts? <laughs> Dude, it... Boom, is it harsh? It, is it harsh? Yes. Is it warranted though? Absolutely. Is it accurate? I mean, uh, it, oh, no, no question. Yes. I mean, like that. It is what we've been saying about, or I mean, I've been saying it, and and people are now starting to say it even more. But Ag's been with the team for what six, seven years now. This is his seventh um, season. I mean, it people still treat Aaron Gordon like he's one of the young guns that is like still developing. Well, he's only 25. There are things of his Correct. Yeah, so he oh, no, is I'm, there I'm but saying that star- I mean, I'm saying that sarcastically because every year it's oh, he's only 21. Yes. He's only 22. He's only 23. He's only 24. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the whole thing is like he's not a young gun anymore. Like he 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 helped him out, helped himself out by being, you know, the dunk contest guy for the Magic, which Honestly, uh, it probably helped him hang on with the fans longer than it should have. Than have he should have held on. Mr. Fifty. No, you haven't watched the documentary that have you was just recently. I have yeah, not yeah, watched yeah. No, it. No, yet. no, no. I've heard good things though. No, I've but, heard good things, but I haven't watched. Have it yet. you? I, I've, I hadn't. I haven't heard much. Um, I figured it's just gonna be like him talking about the the work that he put in. And give you some behind the scenes of him missing dunks. That was in the trailer, I know. Um, you know, preparing and prepping, and then he doesn't get a fifty when, or he gets all these fifties, and then when it doesn't matter, or when it matters most, he doesn't get a fifty, and he loses. There you go. So I mean, for I, those I think that I might have just summarized. For, yeah, probably. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about, there's there's been a documentary release on YouTube. I think it's like eighteen, nineteen minutes long. It's basically about. Uh, this past year's dunk contest when Aaron, as we all know, was robbed yet again. And it just kind of goes into all of that. Um, yeah. So haven't watched it, but that, it, like, specifically on Reddit, people are saying good things. Which is interesting to me. Which is um, rare, actually. How, those, yeah, those guys on Reddit, they're tough. And, they're tough. Yeah, but I'd be surprised if the documentary is literally any different than what I just said. I I, I can't you, imagine you that it is, it. but... It's probably a pretty accurate yeah, synopsis. Which, which makes me like not really care to watch uh, it. I know that I might know. be unpopular. Uh, a lot of Magic fans unpopular. are going to watch it, and yeah, 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 sure. But I'm, I just don't. I know what it's going to be, and right. and with Aaron Gordon, it's when's my next song coming out? When's my next documentary coming out? When's the next dunk contest am I doing Ooh. again? Um, I. I just don't care. I like I told you, I want to move on from AG, and I think I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's a hard worker. Um, well, I want you to know but, that it is a apparently it's a Portland Film Festival official selection. Like it's been uh, accepted into the Portland Film Festival. I don't know anything about the Portland Film Festival. I'm guessing it's not like the Sundance, right? Right. Twelve thousand views so far. 1.1 thumbs up, three thumbs downs. So, what is this I on? Mean, is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's it's 18 it's, minutes and 59 seconds long. How long has it been out? One day. That's not. I mean, and it's it, like, wait. So has it gone a full 24 hours? Ah, uh, like roughly. yesterday is when it YouTube got put out. Says one day. So whatever YouTube I decides a day is. Most people now, it's 24 hours. I'm, I'm collecting knows. details. Some people might not care, but whatever. Um, I wonder if it's posted from his account or it is not it, like someone else's. I'm trying to figure out account. why it. Okay, I'm trying to figure out 
why it only has 12,000 views when he's an NBA player. He's is this he's well known. You, we talked about it last week. He's he, I think he's well known around the league. Um, I honestly think that it might only have that many views because people know, like they know what it's going to be. They're like me and they don't really, uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't want to take this time to, I don't want to take this time to just like take a dump on Aaron Gordon. I really don't, but it is the case. I I saw him release. Well, yeah, well he he comes, what what do you want me to say? I mean, he comes out with this documentary. No, I know you are, but. He comes out with this documentary, and that's the first thing I think when he puts it out. I'm a little salty he hasn't developed offensively. I'm a little salty that he shows flashes of of offense, um, but yet he's willing to just – and I know players have to do stuff in their spare time. They have fun. They release songs, whatever. This is one of Aaron's things. It is just – puts a a bad taste in my mouth. Fair. That that he does this, that that he's just Mr. Hollywood That he kind of leans into Um, the attention – um, he would not, I don't think, he would not be opposed to going to L.A. to either of those teams. I'll say that. Um, I think that he is Mr. Hollywood, not. Mr. He's Icon. from California. Well, yes, but other than that, even if he wasn't from California is what I'm saying. He's just Mr. Hollywood, and I, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't pleased me on the court. And, um, you know, I, I think that's just kind of where I stand. I don't, I don't think... Pause. I don't, I don't, what are you talking? You knew about? it was coming. Yeah, you okay. knew it was coming. I gotcha. You didn't I have know. to say. I can't use the word pleased. No, it's okay. You didn't have to say. It. You're not wrong. But uh, no, yeah, that's, no. That's so that's kind of that. <laughs> that's kind of my stance right now. He hasn't on, met your expectations. I just, I'm, I'm done. Like that's all it is. And I know that doesn't mean much. And whatever. It's just another person's opinion. But uh, to me, I'm, I'm done with Aaron Gordon. I'm done with his documentaries and his music and all that stuff that like he just hasn't produced on the court. So the superfluous activities. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I will watch it just because, you know, I'm a Magic fan and I want to see what it's about or whatever. But like 98 percent of these types of documentaries that come out about these players, I, I hardly ever watch. I think the last one I watched might have been like the one that J.J. Redick did a few seasons ago where he kind of like outlined you know what like the the off season is for like a free agent and i thought that was that kind of was pretty insightful actually i really enjoyed that but well jj reddick is just an insightful individual i mean like he's got a lot of say. good things to say and he's he's really good at storytelling i think um he's got a lot going for him and he's one of the most good name. loved good players first name. in the nba i would say yeah good first name yeah it's J- it's jonathan it's not yeah. actually jj but in case you're wondering right I like that mm-hmm. name, you know, for reasons of my own. <laughs> but anyways, so, yeah. Luke, let's talk a little bit about um, the newest development today with the Magic, which is the injury to Terrence Ross's left big toe. Apparently, someone stepped on it, one of one of his teammates. <laughs> they haven't told us who. Who? Um, I need Somebody names. stepped on it. and uh, Someone big yeah. enough to really hurt him. Oh yeah, uh, who was it? To the point who where was it's it reported. A, um, remember when uh, Victor Oladipo's face was broken? Who elbowed him in the face? Was it Biombo? Was it was it uh, Ken Birch? I know it was it was one of the bigger dudes on the team at the time that elbowed uh, Victor in the face. And I think like at first they didn't tell us who it was, and then later on we we found out. He said it felt like getting hit in the eye with a bat at the time. Um, but same thing with Terrence. It's like when are we going to find out who? is the the culprit that stepped on his toe, which I don't know how, like, frequently you play basketball, Luke, but, like, every single time you play basketball, somebody steps on your foot. Like, there's a lot of feet going a lot of different directions. It's something that happens, but... These dudes are a lot bigger, you know? I mean, yeah, fair enough, but... These, uh, these dudes are a lot bigger than the ones I play pickup with. I don't know who you're playing pickup with, but... They, two days sure ago... They got some... some <laughs> well, you know, Terrence was, was throwing mm-hmm. down reverse dunks, and now it's going to be, what, like... A broken bone takes like what four to six weeks to heal, and he's like, "Oh, I'll be able to play through it or whatever." But right now, they're holding him out of contact during practice. Well, they released. They said I saw some other quote on Twitter saying he pretty much is just limited to spot ups right now. Yeah, like he can't participate in like the so con- that's like his, the contact scrimmages that, and everything. And they said that it's just a matter of getting used to the pain right now, like to play through it. Yeah, but like at some point, like you so, don't want a guy playing with pain the entire season. Like at some point, it's got to you got to let it heal. I would assume. 
I mean, it's the start of the season. Yeah. Like, if there's any time that you're going to be like, all right, just just sit and you know let it heal or whatever, and then come back when you're ready. Like, and honestly, a lot of us would agree. Like, this would be the season to do that. No Jonathan Isaac, so like a lot of us are already like, no matter what, the season's a wash. Mo Bamba, we don't know when he's going to come back. Although, he, you know, last week Cliff was like, oh, he's still a ways away, and then Mo does an interview with Josh Robbins again, not to keep plugging the athletic, but. Josh is like all over it, especially when it comes to Mo. Like Mo just seems to do these sit downs with Josh like every so often, especially when it's related to his injuries. But Mo was like, "Oh, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's funny with Cliff. Like basically, if you're not available tomorrow, you're a ways away to him." He's like, "I'm I'm a little bit closer than that, so we'll have to wait and see." Well, but- that you had alluded to like him saying something along the lines with the young guys, like, "Oh, it's a big step from college to the NBA, right?" You said that. Mm-hmm. I think when we started. Yeah, so sorry, drinking water. I mean, that could probably that could probably apply in terms of like what Cliff says and like making it seem worse than it is, basically. Because yeah. if you can't contribute tomorrow, then you're a ways away. Um, could be the case with these young guys. So it's important that when when you hear Cliff talk about the young guys, if it it is something to that extent, well, you know, they're still young or whatever. That doesn't mean they're not gonna play. It doesn't mean they're not gonna get minutes. It it, it is the same concept as it applied to Mo. Um, things are not as bad as they seem, and things are not as far away as they seem. Um, and you'll you know be able to see these guys play. So, all that being said, man, is there anyone in? And we'll get into schedule in a second. Maybe you know hardest stretches and stuff. I've saw part of the schedule that I was like, oh, um, and we can get to that in a second. But, um, yeah. So, is there anything that you've seen, quote wise, footage wise? that got you the most excited about one of those young guys? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like right now, you know, they've really only released like maybe like a minute and a half of like the actual. Well, not, not even that. So we've seen a, um, you know, a a really explosive drive by Cole Anthony. We saw that the other day. Um, right. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. A Chuma, uh, a Chuma three. And then we've heard that Cole Anthony recently had his best practice. Um, so there, there's some things floating around that have gotten me excited. I mean, all those things got me excited, even though it's just an open three and a, you know, a, a, an explosive lay in, um, these guys are getting reps They're They're improving daily. I think it is a big thing to know that like, you know, people are having their best practices still. That means they're getting better. Um, and they're not like staying stagnant. They're not like, you know, trying to get used to it so much. They can't improve and take a step forward. Um, these guys seem to be making progress. Um, there was an article on Orlando's website ranking the best three-point shooters for this season, um, and behind Fournier and Ross was Chumo Kiki. Um, then behind him was Cole Anthony. Uh, then it was you know James Ennis, Vucevic, Dwayne Bacon, Aaron Gordon. So, Wolf. I mean, yeah. However, yeah. regardless of the the three-point shooting on the team, I mean encouraging that they're willing to who was it so i give credit um oh, it was josh josh cohen so yeah. um yeah so i mean it's encouraging chuma's third on that list and then call anthony's fourth behind ross and fournier who respectively are good three-point shooters um so i mean i think that that's a good sign as well um, guys that have access to media and, uh, and hear things that they might not release to the public you can kind of get an idea within like articles that are released kind of what they've heard and what they know um so all all good signs there i think that the the young core should be fun and get repetition well i don't i don't know if you if you've seen like all the media availabilities from like the last week but there was one i want to say it was like three or four days ago with cliff where he was like like he almost got kind of defensive where he was like listen you know people say that i don't you know play young guys or whatever he's like but if you go back to charlotte he's like I played young guys all the time. Well, I'm like, okay, well, that's great that you did that in Charlotte. But, like, specifically Mo, like, we, we last season there were points where we were, like, begging. Like, I would go to sleep at night and pray to God, like, God, please let Cliff have a revelation and give Mo some run with the starters tomorrow. And it just, it, like, never mm-hmm. happened, right? Like, we were seeing, like, you know, Markel played, right? But all of us were, like, hammering for him to kind of you know go to Evan and be like listen buddy you got to pass the ball to to Markel a little bit and let Markel kind of run the show here so 
like I saw those clips, you know, Chuma hitting the three, Cole with the really nice drive. Um, and like my just expectations are just kind of like, I, I won't let myself get too excited because until I actually see these guys in the rotation being utilized on a regular basis, like I, I don't want to get too excited because like last year when they released that video, um, like right before training camp of like what Markel has been up to and you see him like playing three on three, uh, you're seeing the jump shot, you're seeing all this stuff like the excitement just went through the roof. Like I remember being at my desk at work and basically running outside <laughs> to watch the video and then to to make a you know a video that I posted to Twitter like right after that, so I don't know like I'm I'm really trying to like lower my expectations for this season for the rookies like I mean Chuma hasn't played basketball in like two years and we know how conservative this you know management is and 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 the the training staff and everything like that so and, and both of these guys just kind of like they have a few days of training camp and then literally like within the next few days here uh the next four days here we're going to be starting preseason so I don't know preseason obviously you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt but I think this year specifically we're going to see a lot more um like implemented early on what should really reflect what we see in the regular season more where normally, you know, four or five preseason games, whatever, up until like that last preseason game where that's like really like your dress rehearsal for your rotations and everything like that, we really don't see too much of that. So I don't know. The point I was trying to make a few minutes ago with Jonathan being out and and Mo, we don't know when he's coming back. And now Terrence has this toe thing. It's just like, man, like this season has a, a real, and this goes for every team across the league due to COVID, but has a real opportunity and possibility to go south like really, really quickly. You know, we had Phil on the show, Philip Rossman Reich, a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about how it's not the, the Magic aren't going into the season planning on tanking, right? But yeah. depending on where they are, you know, come the All Star break, like the the first half of the season or whatever they're calling it. They might look around and be like, uh, "Yeah, we're not we're not making yeah. the playoffs here, and and let's try to see what we can do about uh, moving some of these guys, or you know, increasing you know their their draft chances or or whatever." But yeah, yeah. I, as as far as the young guys, I'm not getting too excited just yet, and that's uncharac- well, and you uncharacteristic of me. Right. Well, you're you're tempering expectations, and um, but but something to note, and I I I touched on it last week, um, that. You know, with 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 preseason, these young guys didn't get run in summer league, so you might see a lot of them early in preseason for sure, running together, getting reps. Um, you know, also with starters, but but definitely young guys are going to get more reps than they usually would in the preseason, you know, preseason games, and and that's just purely speculation. But that's what I think. Um, you touched on you know that first half of the season, Jonathan. You want to go ahead and kind of. We'll we'll dive into the first half here and kind of what stands out to us. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So when I first got the list, right, so um, we're starting at home December 23rd against the Heat. So excited for that. Not really. Um, but the <laughs> thing that really jumped out to me was especially, like, the, the way that they're doing, like, the road trips and the away games. Like, for instance, yeah. uh, December 26th and the 27th, like, especially, like, the back-to-backs, like, you're in the same city for – both of those nights like I don't think the Magic have like a back-to-back this season where they're like in one city and then the next night they're in another city like I just I think at least for the Magic the oh and I'm already wrong look at this Boston uh January 15th and then Brooklyn January 16th so at least they're kind of like still in the same region which they would typically do with a back-to-back anyways but for the most part with these back-to-backs you're seeing them you know in the same city like we're looking at a, a back-to-back um with uh with Washington. There's a back-to-back in January with uh, the Hornets. Um, you know, there's a few instances of like uh, two games in three nights uh, where like Cleveland will be in Orlando the fourth and the sixth. So stuff like that. Obviously, we, we should have probably expected a lot of this with the way that, you know, COVID is going to happen and everything like that. Um, but it's 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 just the first half of the season. So you, uh, uh, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see the way that it all kind of breaks down. But you, I'll touch on kind of the hardest stretch I think there will be. Um, but I mean, even early in the season, you've got Miami to start, who will be feeling themselves because they were just in the finals. Um, and 
then you've got you've got to win um, those games against Washington, which will be hard. Um, and OKC then Philly. That. I mean, the, the Russ and and Beal now. I'm not. No, feeling, I don't I'm really feel great not feeling either. Great about like I'm not going to go into any game this season really feeling great until we see how you know good or are bad teams are. But yeah, like, I, so it's hard for me to look at the schedule right now and just like circle wins. Well, yeah, no, and the stretch is um, kind of the stretch that kind of kind of pokes out to me is so you have that first stretch, you know, Miami, Washington twice, OKC, Philly, OKC. Um, but then you have a divider with two games at home against Cleveland. Got have to win those. Um, but then the stretch that starts that I wouldn't wish on anybody is at Houston, at Dallas, wait, home wait, Milwaukee, at Boston, at Boston. Are we afraid of the Rockets right now? Is James Harden playing for the Rockets this year? James Harden still Bro, hasn't showed up to training camp. What is going said, on worry, in Houston? But we'll see. I'm worried. Uh, I'm well, not a James Rockets Harden, fan. James James Harden heard that there's not going to be any bars or strip clubs or anything once the season starts, so he's trying to get out of his system, you know? Oh, yeah. Hey, fair enough. Did you see... And, um, and he said, I'm the star of this team. I'll be back when I want to be back. Did you see Paul George like criticizing the way that uh, Doc Rivers like utilized him last year? And Doc Rivers like, well, Ty- Tyron Lue is right next to me, so good luck. Yeah, he also said that he was used like Ray Allen and J.J. Redick, which yeah, is absurd. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. So was, dumb. Was it KOC or, or somebody put something out basically saying like, how the he had the largest the highest percent of of role of plays that ended with that uh, started with pick and rolls and hit like him running the pick and roll um in his career which yeah. by the way is not a characteristic of JJ Redick um or Ray Allen's games they're not running the pick and roll all the time so no. wrong first PG has kind of just completely kind of lost me as of yeah past you know year or so um and then you know you you had him saying he wants to retire there and in LA and then you had Dame Lillard commenting and yep. basically his, his point was Cap. that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but anyway, that, that stretch during the season right after it uh, starts January 8th, like I said, at Houston, at Dallas, Milwaukee at home, uh, at Boston, at Boston, at Brooklyn, you get that. And then it kind of ends there because then you play the Knicks, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. then T Wolves and Indiana. And then you get to play Lamelo um, again, um, like you, you know, we play him in preseason, and then we play back to back at home against Charlotte, just like preseason, um, January twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So uh, that'll be interesting. So but I don't. I think that the, stretch could could make first a break. Half, yeah, the first half of the schedule kind of has me worried because, like, you know, I'm not like yeah, all right. So we play the Nets a couple of times, but like I'm not seeing the Lakers on here, right? We're still going to mm-hmm. have to play the Mavericks another another time. We're still going to have to play a lot of these Western Conference teams, you know, another time. And the East has just gotten so much better. Like, especially we look at the teams like that were right below us. Um, not really Detroit, but you know, Atlanta, Charlotte definitely got better. Um, the Nets are going to be better. Um, eh, the Bucks eh, probably going to be about the same, but uh, the Seventy Sixers they're going to be better. Um, so it's, it's just going to be, the magic are going to be fighting for that ninth or 10th spot to try to make the play in game. And then if the play in game is going to work the, the same way that it did, you know, last year, then they have to beat, you know, a team higher than them in the, the seedings twice in a row. So not feeling great, Luke. Um, if you look at that, you know, the first half of the schedule though, it looks like we have one of the like easier schedules to start the year. So going to be pretty interesting to see what that uh the second half looks like because that probably means that we're going to have one of the harder schedules in the league to finish out the year so all this talk yeah, about I mean, reality is getting off a, to a good start is going to be huge well yeah and reality is that these you know the these guys are the all these teams a, a ton of them got better um and as a result your schedule is going to look harder um and so unfortunately that is the case for the magic who really just added you know two two rookies basically um gonna be kind of hard to keep up with teams that have added you know stars and traded stars and still are good and um it's that first half of the season is very important we're gonna know a lot uh probably halfway through the first half of the season 
Um, and we'll know. Uh, that second half, like you said, is going to be probably harder than the first half. You don't see the Lakers on there and all that. So it, it, it is a growing season for that young core. Um, and, I mean, I'm excited for them to play really good teams, get repetition. I hope that the record is, by the end of the first half of the season, is okay, is decent enough that you can go into the second half of the season and those games mean something. The, the last thing I want is the second half of the se- season to not mean anything and those guys not know what it is, those young guys not know what it is to play competitively. And that's one thing I've talked about last week or whenever I recorded last with you um, was that as well. However, I, I will keep emphasizing it because it really is what I'm putting the most emphasis on. These guys have to play competitive games. And that's so important um, for for the players' development, uh, for you know Cliff to learn more about his guys because he you know, to play guy to play teams in important games, um, especially with this roster. You know, there's a lot of stuff that he's got to kind of balance. And um, so yeah, I think I think you got to have a, a respectable record by the end of the first half of the season, so that the second half of the season actually matters and these guys can actually develop. Have you have you listened really to many of like Ken Birch's like media availability sessions? like just over the last Not couple really. of seasons. I haven't either and and it's it's kind of he's obviously for you know obvious reasons one of the like least frequented guys on the roster that you know the the media you know speaks with. But whenever he does he always talks like very positively about all of his teammates like that's something that I've noticed in the you know handful of times and talking about Chuma Okiki, and this could be just Kem, you know, just really talking highly of his teammates like he tends to do, but he said, I think it was yesterday, he said that Chuma is one of the most talented defenders that he's seen. If that's actually true, I'm very excited for this season. We Which, all expect- With defense, what, what, what I was going to start, sorry, what, what I'll say, on defense, I mean... If you know if a guy's really good on defense, he's he's right. he's in your jock strap, right? He's he's getting deflections. He has active hands. Um, he's he's boxing out like that's a good defender, and it's not hard to tell. You see a guy and you're like, you you see how how he defends even a few possessions, and you're like, wow, this guy can actually get after it. Um, which you know, barring by what what Birch said, I don't think that that maybe he's exaggerating a little bit. But for him to go out of his way to say he's you know one of the most talented defenders, I mean that that's got to mean something. And it, and as you know, the way you get on the floor in Orlando, play defense. Right. Chuma's going to get more minutes based on his defense, and Chuma knows that. Chuma's been around the team the last year. We've talked about that. He's been in the G League. Do you know that he probably saw that where you know um, oh they value defense a lot. He probably heard it when he got drafted. He learned it. For a year, he knew when I go to training camp for the first time, I need to get after it because defense is going to get me minutes. My shot will come. The rust will knock off. But as long as I can contribute defensively, I mean, that's a lot more than some of the guys give us. So, I mean, he's already a step ahead if he's actually a really talented defender, which we've seen before in his college days and stuff as well. He is. So uh, that's pleasing to hear that that he's doing that right now in training camp probably putting him up higher on the list than Cliff even probably had him initially because of how he's performing on defense. It's just like everything that like this season to me, you know, it just kind of feels like, like, like we're just, we're like, it, it's just like a placeholder. Like we're just, we're waiting for next season. Like next season is, is going to be the, the it's going to be time to take the leap. Like if this team yeah. isn't in a position to like take a significant leap forward, some like something needs to change whether that's cliff or you know whether we need to move on from you know certain young guys whatever we all expect and hope that by the end of this season um going into next season that evan and aaron will be gone we don't really know the mechanisms and does evan walk we don't know does he get traded at the deadline we don't know aaron would need to be traded you know he's still under contract for a couple of years but every time i hear something like that it's like it's just like another gut punch like man what if we had j.i like if Chuma really is one of the most talented defenders that Ken Burch has seen, I could not imagine what Chuma and Jonathan Isaac are going to look like on the floor together. 
Like I, I just can't fathom it. It always drives me wild, Luke, when I talk to other people about the NBA and we, you know, start talking about the magic and, uh, you know, <laughs> the the conversation of Jonathan Isaac always gets brought up one because he's one of our best players and he's my personal favorite player. Um, people don't understand how good of a defender Jonathan Isaac is. Like they hear it, right? Like oh, they hear that Jonathan Isaac's really a defender. I always go to the clip in Dallas last year of Jonathan just completely dismantling Kristaps Porzingis, and people just can't believe it. They're like, oh my, like, he makes, he, I'm not even exaggerating. If you've never seen that clip, if you missed that game last year, he makes Porzingis look like he's complete and utter trash. Yeah. Like, he's all over him, like, another layer of skin. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, I'm really excited. If if Chuma comes out and we're like, oh my God, this kid is Jonathan Isaac 2.0 defensively, like we're going to have some problems. Yeah. All right. Like I will be completely insufferable if we're going into like next season with two guys that we could say are potentially like first, you know, team all defensive or defensive player of the years or, or whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's what I'm no. excited about. Like if Chuma is really that dude and if Cole like with Cole, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but with me, it's kind of like until we get him on the floor with Markel, it's really gonna like I, I just don't know what to expect because if like they're the same guy but they can't play together, it does us no good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if one of them is is always gonna be coming off of the bench, it's like it, again we're getting like redundancy like with AG with Jonathan Isaac. Like one of them's got to go. We know which one we want to keep. We probably, I mean, right now I would lean Markel Fultz. We haven't seen Cole, but at some point we'll have a better idea of that. Do we want to keep Markel? Do we want to keep Cole unless they can play effectively together? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. And like you said, this this feels like, you know, we're we're going through the motions this season is what it feels like. But also, like I've said, it, it maybe it's not important from a record standpoint, um, or so it seems. But it is. It, it it absolutely is. These guys these guys need to get a lot of run. They're going to, but they need to get a lot of run and meaningful games. And that's all I'm. You know, I, I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. This season matters um, from a development standpoint. And these guys will develop if it's approached correctly. If you move Fournier, if you move Ag, I mean that opens the floor for guys like Chuma to come in and get more minutes. Um, and that's just also why it's so important that, you know, AG gets moved before a deadline. I mean, I'd love to see second half of the year where if, if games don't matter, at least you've got Chuma in a bigger role than he was in the first half of the season. Um, so uh, there's a lot to look forward to. So, so, and I know Jonathan thinks that as well, um, but it, it, it does, it's weird. It feels that way. It feels like let's just get through the season so we can have J.I. and Chuma. But for those guys to be together and play together he has to develop this year this is his rookie season it matters a lot the record might not be good by the end of this year but if chuma has made a leap cole anthony has played a year and under under his belt markel fultz has had the keys to the offense for a full year because dj augustine's not there um, to split time with him this is a big season for development for a lot of guys mobamba too um and you get next year, hopefully, they J.I. walks in and it's a completely different team. He walks in, he's got oh, guys brother. around that have developed. Right. <laughs> Dude, I, I, yeah. I, like, literally next season, if this season isn't just the complete total dumpster fire, like, the level of anticipation and excitement I'm going to have for next season are going to be, like, immeasurable. I'm just, like, the eye test with Cliff tells me that he doesn't love to give young guys a leash, right? Like, that's just what the eye test tells me the last couple of years. I am hoping that either our young guys this year force his hand or he proves me wrong in that respect. I'm not completely ruling it out, but until I see the young guys get some run, I am going to be a little bit like, you know, a a watchful eye. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Cliff, like, you know, what Mm -hmm. are we doing here, buddy? You know what I mean? So um, last thing I wanted to say uh, before we you know sign off here, unless you have anything else, I think this team has a real opportunity to make a, a huge step, you know, both defensively and offensively. I think that Chuma and Cole off the bench is going to give us you know much needed shooting. Where last year it was like if DJ or or Terrence didn't have it going, 
the bench unit was a complete dumpster fire. They wouldn't let teams score, but they also couldn't score themselves, right? Cole's ability with the ball in his hands, Chuma's shooting ability, if Terrence is healthy, mm-hmm. right? If those guys yeah. can get it going, that's going to be huge for the bench unit. Um, Vooch, Evan have both talked about wanting to get back to the defensive level that the team was at two years ago. Um, not having DJ out there I think is going to be huge uh, for the team's defense. Yeah. He's not just going to be out there like a hitting the ole, you know what I mean, letting guys go past him. <laughs> but that was also a huge issue last year for Evan, um, even for Markel at yeah. times. And, you know, people love yeah. to harp on Vooch, but I've been saying this for three seasons now. When your guards are just letting the other team's guards get past them every single play and Vooch is trying to yeah. rotate and help, he's got no shot against these guys. He's not a shot blocker. But yeah. there's definitely a path for this team to make a big leap this year. I just think when you look around, especially like the Southeastern Division at, you know, Washington, you look at, you know, Atlanta, whether or not, you know, Washington traded, uh, you know, John Wall and, and, and Westbrook, whatever, like John Wall was still coming back. Washington was getting like an all-star level level player back. They were going to get a lot better. Um, just from a personnel standpoint and, and a talent standpoint, I don't think we've um, like taken enough, enough of a step to, to say we could be like the the fifth or sixth seed, you know, like if we make the seventh or eighth seed, like hats off, like hats off to Cliff, hats hats off to the guys, but I just don't see it happening. Well, the thing is, like you said with Washington and we'll wrap up here shortly. um, But the thing with Washington, like you said, they would have had John Wall anyway, but now in my opinion, they got better because Russ hasn't been out. Russ is here. He's a, it's a new team, a new environment. He has the chance to be the guy again um, because he kind of, you know, played that Batman Robin role with Harden. Um, I mean, now he gets to be the guy and Beal's going to get less shots. Russ is going to do some crazy things, I'm sure, and not in a good way sometimes, but that team will be better. They will be a playoff team. Um, and it, it, it is a team the Magic should be concerned about. Absolutely. And I mean, Russ is an explosive guy. As much as I love to hate on Russ, um, he's he's a great player. I mean, he's an MVP. So he was. Um, yeah, he was. That team is going to be good. Yeah, he was a great player. <laughs> Worst volume three point shooter in the history of the NBA. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I can't ever let people forget uh, that. Like if Russ, if Russ would just stop shooting threes, and just either you know find a better shot for himself, obviously, but or find a, a shot for another guy. I feel like the teams that he plays on would be so much better. But that being said, he's still going to drop like 40 points, 10 rebounds, and like 13 assists on us later this year. So, yeah. On, on like 30 shots, 35 shots, oh, yeah. but whatever. Maybe, maybe 40. Um, I feel bad for Beal because yeah. I really like Beal. I hope Beal is like, nah, bro. Like, this is my team. Yeah. You're you're still right. Robin. But but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. The Westbrook Complex is an arrogant one. And uh, I don't know that that's what we're going to see. So all that to say, Jonathan, I still am excited for this season, specifically the beginning. We get to see a lot. I'm excited to kind of compare notes in terms of the the, the beginning of the season, the end of the season, see how guys have made leaps um, or guys that haven't made leaps and see what that roster looks like. Cause that's also pretty exciting to, to think that we could have a different looking roster going into next year. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm excited to have basketball back in about a week. It'll be fun. So as far as a broadcast standpoint, so the first two games, um, Friday uh, the 11th and Sunday the 13th, both at Atlanta, um, neither of those games are going to be on Fox Sports Florida. You can catch it on the radio, I believe, in Orlando. Um, But um, the following two uh, preseason games, the 17th and the 19th, both at home against the Hornets. That's going to be on Fox Sports Florida. I wanted to bring that up because, Luke, I have like 10 days to figure out how I'm going to be watching Magic Basketball this year. Oh, Last, because Hulu take it off, took it yeah, off, right? Hulu got rid of, Hulu Live got rid of Sinclair, which is all of like the regional Fox Sports Florida and, you know, all that stuff. Um, I tried to call my internet service provider today, uh, which is Frontier, which offers uh, cable. They're not doing installations right now because of COVID, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. My options are like 
DirecTV right now or like Dish TV, which I don't – Dish, I'm guessing, is like a satellite dish. And I just yes. have not had great experiences with that in the past. And uh, right. League Pass here, I'm in the market, so I won't be able to watch freaking Orlando games anyways. So my question is to you, Luke, how are you going to be watching Magic games this year? Uh, Sportsurge.net. And for I legal might, reasons, that's a the, joke. Um, ah, wink. So, <laughs> I, dude, I might get desperate. Uh, I, I have to do something yeah. because I hate those streams. No, I mean sportsurge.net. A good one or a bad one. It's a no. It's a no-brainer. Sportsurge.net. Always look for Marky. Uh, dot com. I believe M A R K K A Y. Uh, we don't condone website, this. By the way, this is all .net. totally hypothetical. Yeah, don't do this. But if you were to. Sportsurge.net. Look for Marky.com. Uh, for real though, is it that's a good where stream? you can find it? They or have tabs. Is it, is it is it David Steele or no? No, like I need I need the Fox Sports team. They have a ton of streams, and you can find the mm. one that says Fox Sports Florida. I would never do that, but if I would, right, I would think about that. So, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. I totally I'm gonna get I'm gonna it, check you know? out Directv because I have AT and T, and I guess like they're combined. So I'm hoping I get a sweet deal on that. Maybe get a little uh. NFL Sunday ticket action, you know, we'll see, but just freaking blows, man. Like Fox, just, just, oh, man, I don't, I feel bad because like everybody's hurting in this economy right now. I can tell you what, Hulu's not hurting, right? Hulu, just freaking <laughs> bite the bullet, man. Just, just pay the money. Just give me my freaking sports. Cause it's like, and I don't know, man, they must be a asking a lot of money because like Hulu dropped them, uh, YouTube TV dropped them. It's like, I've almost got no options. You, you're making me think about succumbing to illegal activity. That's the influence that you're having on me, Fox. I just want you to know that. Not that yeah, I would, no, but their fault. I'm, uh, you know, considering it. We blame them. Yeah, absolutely yeah. their fault. All right, Luke, anything else? Yeah, don't worry. Orlando Magic, if you're listening, I'll be watching you. One way or another I might not be. season, I'll be watching you. I might not be. And then I, no, I will. thought I saw, like, tickets for sale the other day, and... um pretty sure i got duped on that let me see i'm gonna try to buy some tickets right now single games all right no, wait a some... minute oh see it says sign yeah, up there's you some on the website sign up to be like what are you talking about i'm looking Put at single games list. right now and it's saying oh yeah i go on the wait list no i want to i want like actual tickets like if I, i'm probably gonna have to look at like seat geek or they should Sub just Hub do and they should do um also orlando magic if you're listening you guys should just partner with the nba to do a um auction and you just auction your seats, and it's a bidding war. You make a lot of money. You have, yeah, uh, in this way, uh, this way, you know, you have a you have a lower capacity, but this way, you make a lot more money, uh, all things considered. And then maybe you meet how much you guys made last year in revenue from tickets. I don't know. Auction. I know a lot of Magic fans would do an auction. Some people, some some dudes, some rich dudes would pay stupid amounts. So, I, I feel know. like it's going to be like it. that. Yeah. Like I feel like Seat Geek and all those like secondary marketplaces are just going to be like cutthroat like give me your firstborn child and like 50 bucks and then you can get a, a seat you know in the in the ceiling we're gonna but are you gonna from do the it though so you can watch the game no nah, i like my kids man but i would i would think about <laughs> it i would think about it last thing i yeah, want to yeah, say yeah. just it's because i see i see this picture uh on orlandomagic.com right now of evan fournier and his hairline's looking pretty legit there bro have you played nba 2k21 yet I haven't. I don't bro, think because the they money this year, they for sure up? did Evan Fournier a solid with with his hair. Like he's got a full head of hair and like a little bald spot on like the crown of his hair. Can totally unrealistic. That dude. Side is, note: is bald. Evan Fournier. Can we real quick before we go? I know we've said bye th like a thousand times by now. Before we go, uh, Evan Fournier trolling Twitter about being back and all that stuff and that leaning was awesome. into that role and. That was awesome. That, I mean, I I want him gone, but that was funny. You know? Yeah. I, it stop, probably struck a nerve with some magic. Stop fans. tweeting at him. Like, if you're one of those guys tweeting at him and like replying to like posts about him that like, oh, I just want this guy traded, like, we get it, guys. Like, everyone knows that it is in the long term interest of the team to move on from Evan this season. But just chill with it. Like You guys can just tune it you, it's tune in every week to the six man show and you'll you'll hear me say it. There you but go. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not tweeting at him or anything like that, because um, I'm, 
an adult and i know that at the end of the day that's his job he just doesn't fit in with this job right now so he needs to move uh but i'm not gonna add him you guys shouldn't either i mean whatever um some of you guys still will anyway um, they will. he sees all that stuff and just know at the end of the day he's laughing all the way to the bank he really doesn't care uh that and if he gets moved fact. also really not his choice at this point anyway so it's not like you know adding him to leave is gonna do much um he got a house here recently so guess what guys if he doesn't want to leave the magic don't want him to leave he's not gonna leave but uh end of the day hopefully he has gone by deadline and uh he can vacation back to orlando from wherever he's he goes next unpopular opinion there will be a, a probably 15 to 20 percent of me that's going to be sad when you know it's official that evan is moving on because you think about a guy that we traded aaron aflalo and like a second round pick luke just is beside himself as he takes another sip of wine he can't believe it but you think about a guy who we you know basically traded for nothing and has like legitimately turned into you know like one of the better you know capable role players in the league like if he was on the right team he's he great, would definitely be great one of fourth the, or fifth option yeah, ab- no, I absolutely agree. He's miscast here, but... I say that you, wholeheartedly, you, but yeah. I mean, you can't argue the fact that the guy has given literally everything that he's had to this team over the last, you know, seven, eight years. And a guy who most of the time that he's been here has been a pretty solid player. Whatever you say about his role or the way that, you know, things that he's asked to do on the court, he's the been a, a, a pretty... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not play well in the he's playoffs. He's been a good but, regular season contributor. Ninety percent of the games he has won games in, for the Magic. He's been he's been a damn good player, and I I personally appreciate you know anybody that sticks with a team that long, especially when they're not good. Yeah, he got paid or whatever, but it's not something that you see a lot um, in the NBA and Orlando Magic history. It's not something that we've had a whole lot of you know guys sticking around for you know seven eight years and and being pretty damn good. So he gets a lot of hate. Some of it you know is warranted. A lot of it is not. But anything else, Luke? Uh, no. We will uh, talk to you guys next week. Um, on a side We're note, Richard is top five Magic player all time. Facts. And uh, that's it. I'll leave you guys with that. Facts. Yeah. Uh, work schedules are a little bit crazy right now. So um, it's going to be kind of random when we're able to release episodes right now. Uh, We're going to be releasing episodes each week. um, But what day that is, we don't really know that yet. We're just going to kind of play it by ear uh, again week to week. And um, episodes will come out when they come out. So uh, but thank you guys for rocking with us. We're excited. Preseason starts in four days. Let's go magic for Luke. This has been Jonathan and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Six Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!